Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Dries Salcedo. You're watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on FRW Online. It is Friday, February 17th. We are on the eve of Elimination Chamber. Uh, today, we had an early start time for AEW Rampage. Oh my God, thank goodness. Um, because right now, if not, I'd still be working at this. Well, I am still working, but you get me. I would be working a lot later tonight, and I'm so happy. I love early start times. I kind of wish we had them all the time. Uh, I prefer Rampage at 4 p.m. Um, than 7 p.m., that's for sure. Uh, but we had one hour rampage today at an early start time and then we had a uh, two-hour smackdown as always and on top of that we had uh the return of Sami Zayn to montreal uh we had gunther versus madcap moss in an intercontinental championship match we have a couple of things to talk about here today uh it's gonna be an interesting show i feel like um we don't have too much to talk about but the things we are going to talk about might take up a certain amount of time especially uh when we get into the bray wyatt stuff and all of that but we got a couple of super chats to kick us off here today and we'll go ahead and jump right into them uh, here we go let's see what you the people are saying on this friday night we got grapple geekery kicking us off saying man i wish rampage started at this time every week dude i completely agree with you man um i had dinner while i was watching rampage it was great um like i i i after the show, I'm probably going to go to Target or something. Like, I never have time to do anything on a Friday night. And this time I do. And my big plans are Target, apparently. Uh, that's actually pretty sad and pathetic. But whatever. Let's move on from that. Um, we got a super chat here from Matt's Musings who says, I knew this was going to be brought up. Matt Musings says, so uh, Tony Khan seems kind of petty, lol. Um, this was in reference to, to, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Tony Khan did tweet out uh, his thoughts on the appearance of Ariel Helwani on SmackDown here tonight. Uh, Ariel did appear uh, twice on today's SmackDown and, you know, basically just pumping up the crowd. Uh, he is from Montreal and uh, Tony Khan, you know, made sure to share his thoughts on that. And so that's kind of like the thing right now that people are talking about. That's the buzz right now on the internet. Brandon Roseanne sends in a super chat saying, holy shit, those fans lost their minds for Sami Zayn. They'll get the ultimate heartbreak when he loses. Hey, WWE, why you always gotta, why you always gotta do Montreal dirty? Uh, first Bret Hart, now this. Man, for Montreal, man, seriously. Um, but no, for reals, um, we'll talk more about this uh, later on once we actually get to it, but if you guys did not watch us, the crowd reaction to Sami Zayn and just everything that, uh, you know, everything that happened with that, with the closing of SmackDown, oh man, if anybody deserves a reaction like that, it is Sami Zayn for all the work that he has done. Uh, he was, um, you know, somebody that carried a very long term storytelling, a uh, story, a storytelling here with the bloodline with Roman Reigns right now when Roman Reigns is at the hottest. I mean, he just really deserves all of the uh, applause that he is getting. I was actually just in the kitchen right now. And um, I was getting ready for my show and my husband just came home from work and I was like, you know what? He was like, what? And I was like, I just got to say, I really love Sami Zayn. And he just, he just looked at me, he's like, that's so random. And I'm like, oh, this is what happened on SmackDown. And I was telling him like, I can't think of another wrestler that I like, legitimately just genuinely love across the board because just Sami Zayn is so freaking likable that he just has that natural likability like you can't hate Sami Zayn I mean there's a lot of other people that I like clearly but just Sami Zayn has something so special that you can't teach it's just like in that person and so I was making sure to talk about that right now because I was in such a good mood with how the show ended and clearly they did that because chances are there are going to be a heartbroken a heart heartbroken people tomorrow night that's for sure uh but thank you so much to Brandon Rosen for also sending in uh that super chat um we got another one here who said from David Wiseman thank you so much to David who says Kevin Owens will help Sammy win the title tomorrow night I don't know man that is a very uh if that's your prediction chances are you're in the minority on this one uh everybody's expecting Roman Reigns to defeat Sammy Zayn however if you're right let's just say you're right dude 
brag about that brag about having this prediction if you're right and if things go down this way uh tomorrow night but i don't know man this one's a tough one this one's a tough one uh but thank you so much to david for uh sh sending in that super chat um uh, we got patrick who's uh patrick scrogans thank you so much to patrick who says so happy worlds apart is back this was definitely a question that a lot of fans had would it be coming back would it not and it is uh so thank you so much to patrick uh scrogans for also sending that in we got a super chat here from hannah hume thank you so much to hannah who says i really liked the opener for rampage it was so fun to watch so excited for orange cassidy versus wheeler yuda on wednesday exactly and um that we had for those of you who are wondering, the opening for AW Rampage was the Elite versus Top Flight. And we kind of already knew, uh, and AR Fox, excuse me, somehow I butt in uh, AR Fox along with Top Flight. I mean, they're teaming all the time. He might as well be part of Top Flight. But um, we had Top Flight and AR Fox against the Elite. And honestly, I mean, we had already seen this match before, but this one was entirely different. I'll talk about it in a second, but it was a really fun way to kick off Rampage. I actually thought today's episode of Rampage was one of the most strongest episodes of Rampage that we've had in a couple of weeks. So um, I'm definitely in agreement there with Hannah uh, about that opening match. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about that. Um, so we had the Elite versus Top Flight and AR Fox. It was for the trios titles. This was basically made on Dynamite this week. Uh, Top Flight once again challenged uh the elite to a match at rampage and it was funny because first they didn't want to actually do the match and then they basically said oh so you guys just like to play with balls but you don't actually have any well balls were all over the place for this match um <laughs> this was okay this is the best way to describe this match this is like if you we're watching a basketball game that turned into a wrestling match. Um, that was this match here. So obviously you guys know that the special start time was due to the all-star game. And so that's why they were uh, bumped earlier for tonight because the all-star game would be airing immediately after Rampage. And so this whole this whole opening match between the Elite and um, Top Flight and AR Fox was literally uh, basketball themes. They were doing cool moves with the basketballs. They incorporated the basketballs. They were like dribbling and all of this uh everything was basketball themed in this match and so well i thought it was i didn't think it was as good as their first matchup that they had together this one to me was just a. Uh, it was fun it was different but it was not a match that i would say you take seriously maybe like the way you did with their first encounter so i like that they did something different clearly in the theme clearly uh you know to promote the all-star game and all of that so i thought that given that this all fell into the theme of things uh it was pretty enjoyable but what i'm most happy about in regards to this is that i had been kind of feeling like ever since the elite was done with the best of seven series with uh, the death um with the death triangle i was starting to feel like the elite was almost like there wasn't anything too major going on with them on the show they didn't feel like the top stars that they should be on aw and so i was starting to kind of feel like man i don't like the spot that the elite is in right now like they're champions and but ever since you know their best of seven series we haven't really been um they haven't been really feeling like a big deal on the show and i didn't really like that because the elite in my opinion should always be a big deal on the show um for for multiple reasons and so so I was kind of thinking like, man, what are they going to do with the elites? Uh, clearly, they already did everything that they could with Top Flight at AR Fox, at least for right now. Uh, so what's next? And um, there was a couple couple weeks ago, um, somebody brought up the House of Black and saying that they were on on this on this chat, they were saying that they were looking forward, you know, to the House of Black um, coming out immediately after they defeated the uh, the death triangle. I wasn't expecting them at that moment, um, but they did end up coming out here tonight, which felt a little bit more appropriate because after they got their win, uh, the what do you call it they they ended up coming out they had their moment and they kind of just like stared them down there was like no words exchanged or anything like that but it was made crystal clear that the elite is now going to be moving on to a feud with the house of black and this is great this is phenomenal because the elite like i said they weren't feeling like a big deal on the show and they always should because i felt like after the best of seven series there was really not not too much to really be i think completely excited about and so for me i feel like now that they're going into this program with the house of black it makes them just feel a lot bigger on the show as they should right as they should like you got 
elite is there finally they're back like let's let's keep it going let's keep riding the momentum they just won the title off of this incredible series that they had with the death triangle like keep that going and then on top of that the house of black they also recently came back and again for house of black it's kind of been hit or miss and uh the stuff that they were doing with eddie and uh, ortiz and all of that i wasn't feeling that at all i was completely disconnected from that so i'm so happy that now we're rebounding to a house of black and the elite so this feels a lot more exciting and a lot more um just a lot more interesting so i think it definitely benefits both sides but we got a super chat a very generous one here from heidi ho thank you so much to heidi who says uh sammy has to get destroyed tomorrow night some stories need a tragic ending uh oh yeller is a classic for a reason you know i actually haven't seen that movie i heard it's really sad um but i've never actually seen it um but i know what happens i won't give any spoilers for those that um haven't seen it or plan to see it but um man it's gonna be a hard one it's gonna be a hard one but i think for the most part a lot of us are prepared for it at least i know i'm gonna be sad about it but what can you do what can you do uh heidi hope thank you so much for this generous super chat it's much appreciated man um we actually have um Another generous super chat from Hunter Tillman. Thank you so much to Hunter who says, so happy they brought back Worlds Apart. I literally started crying because that song does not miss. The hometown country love Sammy received was so well deserved. I don't think I've ever seen Sammy cry before. Man, I was just taking like screenshot after screenshot um, during this because I just loved like all of the reactions that like Sammy um, was having during this. And you can tell like, dude, like no, no BS. He was legitimately, you know, happy. I mean, it's his hometown, man. Uh, going into one of his biggest matches of all time. Uh, Here's some of the screenshots that I grabbed. And yeah, there he goes, you know, uh, fully just like feeling all the moments here. And so, so yeah, as you can tell, I, I grabbed a, a bunch of screenshots. Um, SmackDown's the easiest show for me to screenshot. So um, thank you so much to Hunter Tillman for the super chat. And I completely um, agree with you on all of that. Uh, Chris sends in a super chat saying, if Sammy beats Roman at WrestleMania, what then? Can it last? Look, if Sammy were to beat Roman, whether it happens at Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania or whatever, right? Whatever. Um, I would be shocked, first and foremost. I would be shocked. But... I would expect Sammy to have a freaking awesome reign because I think a lot of people forget that Sammy can go. Sammy isn't just a lovable, funny guy. No, he's more than that. He's a great freaking wrestler. And I mean, I've been seeing Sammy since, you know, way back before he even went into WWE. And I've seen the stuff that he can do. And also in WWE, seen the stuff that he can do. And, um, I do think that it can last if they actually gave him a proper a proper run and the proper opportunity. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on all of that. But uh, thank you so much to Chris for sending in the super chat as well. All right, so let's get into uh, let's finish off Rampage here. So um, we did we did get Daniel Garcia versus Ricky Starks, and this one here. <laughs> This one was probably a little bit the least my favorite thing that we saw on Rampage here today. Um, but it's leading, I think, to, you know what, it's building to something at least. And I know we've kind of had a little bit of a hard time with the Jericho appreciation stuff. I get it. And, you know, Ricky Starks was um, really Ricky Starks, everything that he did with MJF felt really hot and it felt really good. And now things have kind of gone down just a little bit. And I didn't want to see that for Ricky Starks because I really love Ricky Starks and we waited so long for him to even get to this moment. So I do kind of feel a little bit like I just want to fast forward to like the culmination of this Jericho appreciation uh Ricky Starks action and Dreddy storyline because the last couple of weeks really haven't been great. The impractical Joker stuff wasn't good. Uh, Jericho coming in as a as a as a masked fan and costing him the match that wasn't too great either. Um, we've talked about some of the other misses, so it feels like there's been a little bit more misses than hits in this whole storyline. Um, this matchup itself was okay. Um, pretty much, uh, we had Daniel Garcia going after Ricky Starks' legs. He had heard it in the um in the commercial break so during the picture in picture we see him get his uh his a uh, knee his leg get rammed into the steel steps and that was something that they had to replay afterwards because it was a major part of the match that ended up occurring when probably people weren't watching um so throughout this you see it affect uh 
you would see it affect Ricky Starks. So finally, um, we do see Sammy Guevara get involved here, but Action Andretti comes in and takes him out. This was hilarious because they were both dressed exactly the same, <laughs> like literally exactly the same. I couldn't stop laughing. Somebody, I shared the picture on Twitter and somebody wrote that it thought they, it looks like a fight between two guys at Abercromb Abercrombie. And I couldn't stop laughing about that. And now I wish I would have captioned it that had I thought about it. But um, Sammy basically wants a match against Action Andretti. I'm looking forward to that because uh, they both wrestle a fast paced style and they also, you know, do crazy things. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the matchup between Action Andretti and Sammy Guevara. Um, and it was funny too, because Sammy kept calling Action Andretti a kid. He kept calling him a kid and I'm like, what is the age difference between Sammy and Action Andretti? So Sammy's 29. Sammy is, um, so Sammy's 29. Action Andretti is only 25. For some reason, I thought he was like 21 or something, um, but he's 25. So I thought it was pretty hilarious that they have a four-year age difference, yet Sammy's calling him a kid. I feel like that's like the running joke now in wrestling. Whenever someone gets called a kid, they're like the same age or one guy's older. I know that happened with... Uh, who was it with? Ben Balor and somebody else, I think. Um, but that was pretty funny. Um, either way, I it's like I said, it's been hit or miss with the Jericho appreciation, Ricky Starks action and dready stuff. But I do think that there's still a lot of potential, hopefully. And this is definitely a way to kind of get things back on track. Sammy versus action and dready. I'm actually expecting to be really good. Um, Grapple Geekery says, I looked at my phone through the whole match. I'm, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, Stephen Martrulli sends in a super chat saying, will Ronda's second run be disappointing without a Becky match? Um, so with Ronda Rousey, and we'll talk more about her in just a second, but I'm not expecting her to uh, have the title anytime soon right now. I'm not expecting to see her a SmackDown Women's Champion anytime soon. That's a little bit of where I'm at right now with uh, with her. But I mean, everybody's been wanting that Becky match for the longest time and we still haven't gotten it. So I don't know when they're officially going to do that. It feels like kind of feels like the moments passed a little bit, but I could be wrong. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Steven for sending in that super chat. Grip, uh, oh my God, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, the jazz has cooled off everyone in it off for me. Um, sucking stroke daddy into Jericho's mid-card vortex is unforgivable. Look, like I've said this before, but um, it does kind of feel like the Jericho Appreciation Society is really only about Jericho. And that's fine, but it does it hasn't necessarily, I think, elevated anybody else. Maybe Sammy, but Sammy was kind of elevated, you know, even prior with the inner circle stuff. And, you know, Sammy was just a little bit more involved then. And even then, a lot of the best moments for Sammy was whenever he was having like singles matches because Sammy's really good too. And he's very entertaining to watch. Like, let's not forget one of his most memorable matches was against uh, Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes's last AEW match. Let's not forget that. So I do kind of feel like eventually it's going to be time to break away uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho. But if you're going to ask me like, hey, do you have interest in anybody else in the Jericho Appreciation Society? My honest answer right now is going to be no. Um, I mean, I've talked about this when it comes to Jake Hager, the only the way he got over with because of a purple hat, a purple hat. That's what worked the purple hat. Um, let's not forget the purple hat and give a little bit of credit to it. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. But again, I think I think I think it's time to switch things up, but whatever. Um, next up, we got Jade Cargill versus Vert Vixen. Um, this is pretty much, I have the same exact thoughts that I've kind of had for the last couple of Jade matches. And the one thing that I do wish that they will, ch I wish that they changed up the format of Jade Cargill's matches because um, they pretty much give her the exact same match, but with a different opponent. There's only been a handful of matches that have legitimately stuck out to me because they felt different. And we've talked about this before, but one of them was the one that she had with Sky Blue um, because they actually gave her a little bit of a, you know, a different kind of a match. And that's a little, like, unfortunately, all of these matches pretty much look exactly the same but they're just different opponents. And so that's been the one thing where I feel that it's kind of 
hurting Jade's reign just a little bit because I don't feel like it's a big deal anymore when she's getting these wins because the matches are all exactly the same. So I would like to see a little bit more. Uh, I would like for them to use these opportunities to give the other women in the match a little bit more shine, make them kind of feel like they may have a chance at Jade Cargill, uh, make them feel like they're getting close, they're getting close, but damn, you know what? Jade Cargill's just too good and she couldn't be defeated by this person. And I don't necessarily feel that they've done that each and every single time. They've actually done it far and few in between. So that's been one of the things that has kind of not been so great, but um, this was pretty much what I expected. Um, and Jade's now on to her 53rd win. Uh, I'm assuming now she's going to get to 100. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it has to be an important number, like 75, 100, you know, like one of those numbers. It just can't be like 54. 54 doesn't feel like an important number. So uh, we'll see. Uh, this is going to keep going for a bit. But yeah, I would really like it if we you kind of like, I want to come out of this. For example, like Ver Vic said, there's a, I've seen her, you know, work quite a bit before, but um. But not too much, though, not enough to where I can say like, oh, yeah, I know all about Vixen. Not exactly. So I personally would like to come out of this thinking, you know what, shit, I want to go look up more Vert Vixen matches because of the match that she had with Jade Cargill tonight. And I would like to say that about a lot of the different people that maybe uh, we've seen, especially the people that we don't, we aren't really familiar with um, on the show. So that's kind of where I'm at on this one here. Uh, Grapple Geekery sends in a super chat saying, I also looked at my phone during this one. <laughs> Grapple Geekery, thank you so much for the super chat. Um, and uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, we got Major Blood who says that Jade's run through the entire division aside from a few, as well as random indie wrestlers. Her reign should have ended a while ago. See, it's not even the length of the reign, guys. Like, I don't mind the length of the reign. I think the length of the reign has really, it's important to Jade Cargill. I think she needs to be TBS champion. Like, to me, she need, it's part of her. It's part of who she is. It's just a matter of switching up the matches that she's having, making them feel different um, instead of pretty much identical. So that's a little bit of where I'm at with this one here. Oh, YT says, what about 69? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if they would do it that way, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, although it would be pretty funny, though. It would be pretty funny. All right, uh, let's go ahead and move on because this was definitely the best part of the show. And we pretty much knew that it would be. And this is Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve Strickland. So um, this was a pretty fun one. Obviously, they've been, you know, going back and forth now for a bit. Swerve's, you know, been attacking Dustin Rhodes and all of this. And they had a really nice little promo beforehand. Um, I really, man, I'm just such a fan of Dustin. I have nothing but respect for Dustin. And I always look forward anytime he gets to wrestle on AEW. But this was a pretty fun match, man. Um, instantly, we see Parker Boudreaux go after him. And he pretty much gets, he comes out. Dustin Rhodes was coming out with like a turnbuckle in his hands. So he just like smacks him out of the way and gets into this match with Swerve Strickland. And right away, it is just like hot action back and forth. Uh, one point, um, Swerve throws Dustin into the barricade. And so bear and so I was gonna say the barricade gets busted open. <laughs> Dustin gets busted open. Uh, they come back into the ring, do a couple more exchanges. We see a code red from Dustin goes for the pin. It's a near fall. At one point, there's a double crossbody. Um, and then there's another point where Dustin's finally gonna get the win, and it looks like he's gonna get the win, but Parker uh pulls the leg of Dustin and so yanks him out of this uh match, and eventually. Um, we do see Swerve get his victory, but basically what we have here though, afterwards is pretty much a build. You could, you could have kind of predicted where this was going to go in the beginning. I was thinking, okay, maybe they're going to go all the way to revolution. Maybe we'll see Dustin and Swerve at revolution. But then as this continued on, we ended up seeing a beat down between Parker and Swerve beating down Dustin. And we pretty much knew what was going to happen at this point because uh, Parker brought out the cylinder block, the same cylinder block that took out Keith Lee. And commentary made sure to mention that right away saying, oh, that's the same cylinder block that took out Keith Lee. The second, the second they said that, I'm like, okay, Keith Lee's about to come out. Keith Lee's about to come out and chances are we're going to be seeing a tag team match or something at Revolution. So um, 
pretty much it kind of felt pretty obvious at this point keith lee comes out he dyed his hair uh he's like he's got like silver hair now so he comes out looking like a silver fox um so he comes out there and he takes out um parker with a headbutt and then he tries to do the same to swerve but parker throws his body in front of swerve like uh like like he's taking a bullet for him it's great actually and then afterwards um Swerve runs away, and so uh, Keith Lee picks up Dustin, and you know that's pretty much it. So I'm assuming we're probably going to be seeing uh, Swerve and Parker versus Dustin and Keith. I don't know. That feels like maybe, or maybe they might just do the one on one between Swerve and Keith Lee. It kind of feels like I don't, I don't know. I feel like they have to include Dustin into this because I don't feel like Dustin got a proper resolution here at the end of this match, and he should also be pissed given that both Swerve Strickland and um freaking what's his face Parker were both punching him with a chain so I don't know if they're going to go the tag team direction or maybe do the tag team match first and then afterwards do Swerve versus Keith Lee add revolution maybe that's what they're going to do we'll see so either way this was funny this was also funny because we found out that um they pretty much clarified that um Trench Trench is the other guy the tattoo guy was taken out by Keith Lee and I can tell you that I was today's years old when I found out this guy's name was supposed to be Trench I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't even know. But um, that's pretty much what we got from that. We got a super chat here from Heidi Ho who says, I wish AEW would trade Jade to WWE for Ollie. I feel they are both out of place in the company they're in. Jade needs to be in WWE and Ollie needs to be in AEW. Um, I feel like it, it's, it's interesting when people, like the part where you said that they feel out of place, uh, it's interesting that you say that because I didn't think about it that way until you actually said it. So thank you for uh, sharing this uh, super chat, Heidi Ho. I really, really appreciate you for sending that in. Um, okay, so um, we do need to talk a little bit about... Um, let me get this one second. Okay, so we need to talk about the matches that were also announced because they made some uh, announcements as well as Tony Khan is going to be having an important announcement on Dynamite. So prediction time. Uh, what do we predict Tony Khan's important announcement on Dynamite is going to be? So this is where I'm at. And if anybody else has something different, please let me know what you're thinking. So what my first thing that I'm thinking is I'm guessing he's going to make an official announcement about uh, AEW, I'm sorry, about Ring of Honor television. Uh, it was pretty much already revealed uh, in an interview that he did that uh, March, I forgot what the date is, but March, we're going to be having uh, Ring of Honor TV on the Honor app, on the Honor App. Is that what it's called? The Honor Club app? Honor Club, Honor app? Okay, on, on there. So why am I blinking on this? All right, anyways. So he's going to be making an announcement. That's my first prediction about that, like an official announcement about Ring of Honor TV. And then the other thing that I'm thinking is maybe some more information on the London show because I don't think we've gotten anything else from that. It was just AEW's coming to London 2023 and it hasn't been promoted in a very long time. Uh, we haven't heard anything that's been, you know, any latest news on that just yet. That's another prediction. Um, and maybe something revolution related. I'm trying to think what else. I had something else and now I'm blanking on what I thought my other prediction was, but maybe somebody else here will um, remind me here. Uh, yeah, he did do that ESPN deal, but I don't think they're going to announce that on on there i don't think so i'm pretty much thinking it's going to be about a uh, ring of honor that feels like what they're going to do there uh, thank you honor club oh there you go bonkers lfc also brings up forbidden door uh, that was also mentioned in an interview that he is looking to do to doing a uh, second forbidden door um maybe that could be another announcement um let's see what else we've got there was one more thing that I was thinking about here and I'm completely blanking on it. And it was similar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the ring of honor show on March 30 on March 30th, 31st in LA. Um, something that Tony Khan had said at the AEW uh, dynamite show in LA was he had said that that show was going to be including a bunch of different companies and uh, nothing else has been said on that either. So I'm wondering if maybe we're going to get some, I don't know, groundbreaking information for that, maybe. Uh, YT brings up the video game. I'm not a gamer, so I can't even tell you what predictions I'm assuming for video game stuff because I don't know squat about video games. Um, but there you go. That's a little bit of, um, you know, what we're thinking here, or at least what I'm thinking. Uh, Chris sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Chris who says, important announcement. Dear AEW fans, I need to, I need to overstuff 
This pay-per-view, so the following 19 matches are at Revolution, which could happen at any Dynamite. <laughs> okay, so I think like right now we only have four matches announced for AEW Revolution. And so far, I'm pretty stoked about all the four matches that they've announced, but I think it's pretty obvious a little bit of where we're going. Like the Elite, chances are it's going to be the Elite and House of Black. We were just talking about uh, Keith Lee and Dustin and Swerve and all of that. That's another one. Uh, keep in mind that, the we have a one hour match on there so that's going to take up a lot of time and i don't know what other uh, matches might be announced that i'm not thinking about right now but i'm pretty sure there's going to be several more uh, usually there's like about 13 i feel when you include all the like the 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 earlier matches the pre-show matches all of that who knows <laughs> w wv david r says denise would challenge jade i will be jade's crappiest opponent she'll just look at me and tell me to get out of her way i will lay down i will lay down for jade like literally i'll just lay there and do nothing rs sends it a very generous super chat saying tony shoots on mike tyson and ariel uh this coming wednesday oh man um for those of you who don't know um what rs is talking about in regards to mike tyson so Mike Tyson, let me pull this up really quickly so I don't mess up the words here. Uh, Mike Tyson, in an interview or in some podcast appearance, apparently with uh, The Undertaker, hot boxing. Yeah, there you go. Hot boxing with Mike Tyson. He was there with NFL player Sebastian Joseph Day and The Undertaker. Maybe he just said this because The Undertaker was there. Who knows? Um, but he said, this is quote from Mike Tyson. He says, you know, Tony Khan and those guys, yeah, these guys want me on the show and stuff. Before. These guys want to put me on the show and stuff before, but I don't care if they got more money. If Vince put me on a show, I'd rather go there, even though they, AEW, pay more money. So he says he'd rather appear on WWE, even though AEW pays more money. Now, granted, I don't think Mike Tyson needs money. So I think it maybe depends on your outlook and how you see this. Um, <laughs> this is very very how do i explain it this was going i almost feel like this was said just to get this was something that was easily going to be um a headline like this is an instant headline for sure um but there you go that's pretty much what mike tyson said for those of you guys who might have missed it um but let's see what else we got here um uh, mike parker sends in a super chat thank you so much to mike who says uh they need an on-screen figure to do announcements tony's not getting public speaker to be polite look here's the thing about this when it comes to this look i always feel like tony's very 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 excited and i like that i like for someone to come out and be excited he's the owner of the company i i feel like him coming out and doing his announcements, it works because that's who he is. So for me, I'm not against him coming out and doing uh, the public speaking. I'm not against that at all. Um, it's his company. It's his company. He comes out, he's excited. And regardless if maybe things aren't like pitch perfect, it's one of those things where you, you, how do I explain it? Like, it's it's who he is right like he's gonna come out and make his own announcements so and he also he has had a lot of announcements that were technically made by tony shivani that is something that has been done in the past but then again like i said i don't feel like it takes away from that i think people i think the fans they want to see tony khan like they want to see tony khan be the one to come out and make the announcements it feels more special when the owner of the company is coming out and making those um announcements so yeah i disagree with this i i do think that tony khan coming out and making his announcements is the thing for him to do uh but thank you so much to mike parker for also sending in uh, this generous super chat and uh let's see what else we got here and what people are saying about this um but there we go um we actually have to go over more stuff that was announced for dynamite um we already know about john moxley versus evil uno we already know about the battle royale that's going to be happening uh we're also going to be getting an aw all atlantic championship match somebody mentioned earlier they were excited about this one orange cassidy versus wheeler yuda um this one should be fun they had a little fun um 
confrontation at the back today on AEW Rampage. We're also going to be getting the acclaimed versus Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. So that should be fun too. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Uh, Soraya is going to be wrestling Sky Blue. I'm looking forward to this one a lot because Sky Blue is somebody that is genuinely liked. And I really like Sky Blue. And she's somebody that we've been saying for like the longest time. The second she starts being seen consistently on TV, she's going to become a fan favorite. You know, she's going to get there someday. Uh, Christian Cage is doing an interview with Tony Schiavone. Christian Cage, as you know, just came back and, you know, they're re-kicking off. They're restarting where they left off it, um, with Christian Cage. I mean, sorry, with Jungle Boy and everything like that. Um, and we're also going to be getting a Brian Danielson promo. Makes sense since we're heading into Revolution. All right. So that was AEW Rampage. Now let's go ahead and get into WWE SmackDown. So, um, there were a couple of things that are going to be interesting to talk about here and some things that kind of just didn't matter. Um, we got Natty and Shotzi teaming up to take on Shayna and Ronda. Um, this was this was a nice way to kick off the show because Natty, uh, obviously Canadian, so she comes out and you hear, uh, you hear her music right away. So everybody, you know, she's going to get a nice little reaction for sure since it's in her uh, home country and whatnot. Um, but we're getting You Can't Wrestle Chance to Ronda Rousey. Ooh, that was a little bit embarrassing. A little bit embarrassing. Um, the biggest pop of this match really came with Natty had the sharpshooter. Uh, and clearly people are going to uh, react very nicely to that in Canada, for sure. Uh, you know, nice, respectful applauses for the sharpshooter. She had the sharpshooter locked in on Ronda Rousey. Uh, personally, I think that this should have been like, this could have been like a nice way to end the match. But you knew the heels had to win in this. So uh, so Shayna breaks it up. She breaks up that sharpshooter. And then uh, Shayna, and Natty go on go at it on the outside and then afterwards inside the ring we have um Natty we have Natty so on the outside of the ring we got Natty and Shayna going at it and then on the inside of the ring we have Ronda Rousey locking in the arm bar on Shotzi and then Shotzi uh quickly taps out so that's kind of where we're at with this there really wasn't much else to add about this um I could kind of care less so personally I'm ready to move on um but let's get into this next one here because this next one how do I explain this if you didn't watch Smackdown today you're not going to believe that all of this happened in one segment <laughs> so this whole thing happened in one segment we started off with a hit row concert and i'm thinking oh no no i don't want to watch the hit row concert no and thank the lord that this only lasted like a minute or so thank god because i was not in the mood to sit here and watch a hit row concert um, so they go out there and they're rapping and they're doing their thing and they're saying, oh, this is the place where Brett screwed Brett and they can't wait to leave Canada. And then the lights go off and I'm thinking, oof, thank goodness. The lights go off and you're wondering, okay, what's going to happen? Very quickly, you realize that it's Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt's going to come out. So Bray Wyatt comes out. Uncle Howdy comes out. Um, Uncle Howdy gets, I think it's a Sean, they take him out and then afterwards, um, Uncle Howdy gets Ashanti the Adonis in uh, with the sister Abigail. So eliminates them. They're gone. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Hit row. All right. So then it's just Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. And I'm like thinking, okay, well, what's Bray Wyatt going to say? I don't know. I really wasn't expecting too much from this. I was thinking, okay, he's probably going to say the same things that he said before. Maybe they're going to unmask Uncle Howdy. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. And let me tell you, I was completely thrown off and surprised by the following words. So he says that um, whoever wins tomorrow night between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar that whoever wins, whoever walks out alive, should run. Essentially warning them because he's going after whoever wins that match. So the prediction here is Brock Lesnar defeats Bobby Lashley. Brock Lesnar might be Bray Wyatt or Bray Wyatt, however you want to see it, Bray Wyatt's WrestleMania opponent, Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania opponent. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be based on this. Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. Again, could be completely wrong. Maybe it could be Bobby Lashley Bray. I don't know. But I'm assuming it's going to be the likelier option. Feels like it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. Now, 
This was completely unexpected. A lot of us were thinking they were probably going to do Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar again at WrestleMania. Um, but it's looking like it may be Bray. So this is kind of, like I said, unexpected. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, if we get Brock versus Bray at WrestleMania, um, I, I'm a little bit torn because here's the thing. And I know this is going to be controversial. So fasten in your seatbelts. And I know not everyone's going to agree with me here, but there's two parts of me here. If they do Brock versus Bray, first of all, Bray kind of has to prove that he can go at it like in the ring there with Brock. Like if he, because we've just been getting so many promos, so many promos. The LA Knight pitch black match was an utter complete disaster. Like that was not good. Nobody cared. It stank up the place. All right. So what you want to see is an exciting match. Sorry, my mom's calling me. Uh, what you want to see is an exciting match between Bray and Brock. If he doesn't have an exciting match with Brock, I'm kind of kind of lose hope. Brock is a really easy guy to have a pretty damn exciting match with. So I'm hoping that goes well there. But then I'm thinking, because, you know, Bray's super athletic, guys. Like, especially for a guy his size, he's an athletic guy. So I feel like the matchup between him and Bray, I'm sorry, be, between him and Brock could be something. But here's my other thing. Who wins this match? Brock or Bray? And I'm torn here because I feel Bray needs it the most. But at the moment, I cannot buy Bray defeating Brock Lesnar. I do think Bray needs it. He would need this victory, but I can't necessarily buy it at the moment. That's where I'm at. And I can guarantee there's going to be people that disagree with this. Let me hear your thoughts. Let me hear your takes on this one. Because again, this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, let's see what we got here. Brandon Rosen sends in a super chat saying, could WWE bury Hit Row any deeper? Yeah, it's not looking too good for Hit Row, guys, but it's not like they've necessarily um, have done themselves, you know, credit, you know. Brent M sends in a super chat saying, uh, see you tomorrow night, cheap plug for your watch along. Man, thank you, man. Seriously, um, I am doing a watch along tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I think watch alongs are, are really fun. So thank you to Brent M and I hope to see you there as well. Um, okay, so let's see where we're at here. <sighs> let's see. Kaya Put says, Brock would be the most entertaining pick. If Brock wants to work with Bray, this could be amazing. We don't want to see a repeat of, of Brock versus Dean Ambrose because I remember WrestleMania, what was it, 32? When Brock and Dean Ambrose went at it, I remember that was the match I was most looking forward to. Like that was my match, that WrestleMania. I was so excited about it. And then it happened and I was like, nah, this sucked. <laughs> it sucked so bad. I was so pissed. That was the that was the match I was most excited for, and it didn't deliver. Um, and so like if, like you've mentioned, if Brock wants to do, you know, if he likes, you can tell when he likes somebody, and he's gonna you know have a fun match with them. But again, you know that's where we're at. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Steven says I don't see the whole mind game supernatural stuff working with Brock. Uh, Elliot Fletcher says Bray versus Brock could be very bad, but could also be potentially very funny because Brock rules. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, we got David here who says, I'm tired of Bray's return already. No matches of interest, which is why this match with Brock Lesnar has to be um, a good one if that's the direction that they decide uh, to go into it. Matt Hensley says, I know they won't because it won't work for the character, but I just want to see Brock kill Bray and more or less squash him. I cannot believe Bray getting the better of Brock. And that's a little bit of where I'm at, where I can't believe Bray getting the best of Brock. I, I'm with you on that one here. I don't want to necessarily... I don't necessarily agree that I want to see him get squashed. I don't want to see that because that would hurt Bray Wyatt. I don't think that would benefit him at all. So I'm a little bit, um, I, I'm a little bit in disagreement there. I want to see them have an entertaining uh, and good match um, between both of them, honestly. And all right, let's see what else we got. And uh, Larry Benton wants to know where the watch along is going to happen. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Um, that's where I do my watch alongs for the pay-per-views that I'm not at. I do the watch alongs on my channel. Um, just heads up, I don't actually show the streams so that I will get copyrighted by Peacock. That was like the number one question last year, or not last year, the last time I did a watch along, everybody thought they were going to see the, the actual stream. 
it, it's literally just to hang out. So I can't for copyright reasons show the actual broadcast. But Stephen Marchuli sends in a super chat saying a Bray loss to Brock kills Bray's momentum. Exactly. I know that. I know that. Like I know, I know like Bray would have to get a win here, but again, I can't buy it. I cannot buy it. Uh, so it's it's a hard one to answer. Uh, David Weitzman sends in a super chat saying. Uncle Howdy could help Bray Wyatt win. I, I think Brock can put Bray over. Well, we'll see. Brock is an interesting fella, guys. I'm not even going to pretend to know what goes on in Brock Lesnar's head. Uh, no idea what he might be thinking. No idea. Um, but thank you so much, David, for also sending in that super chat. Um, all right, man. Let's see what else we got. <laughs> this one's funny. This is from Mike who says, how would Brock react to something supernatural happening around him? You know, Brock's really good at the comedy stuff, but the supernatural stuff isn't supposed to be funny. You're supposed to be taking this seriously. Everything that Bray's doing with uh, LA Knight is supposed to be taken seriously. Like Brock can make a mockery out of it, but for the most part, you're supposed to be taking this seriously. It's not supposed to be seen as a like, um, it's not supposed to be seen as a joke. Like that's not what the presentation of it is supposed to be. Um, but there you go. That's where we're at um, with all of this. Let's see. All right. Let's move on from here. Um, as I let's get into uh, Viking Raiders versus Drew and Sheamus. Um, honestly, there's not too much to say about this one here because their last match was really good. And this match was really good too. Um, you know what? I'm just happy that they're going out there and finally letting the Viking Raiders show what they can do and get them some brownie points back with the fans because I had lost a tremendous amount of interest between, I mean, into the Viking Raiders. I had lost a lot of interest and these matches with Drew and Sheamus, the first one and this one here, I've been completely on board with them. And this has been the most entertaining stuff that the Viking Raiders have done in quite some time. So this was, there's nothing else much to say other than this was an entertaining match, but let's get into, oh, I feel so bad bad man every week I have to come out and say this every week I'm a jerk I'm such a jerk but man every week it happens every week I forget that this is a feud and I'm gonna write it down on a post-it and stick it on my computer to remind myself that Rey Mysterio and Karrion Cross are in a feud Every week I forget. So we had a really nice moment that they showed from, I think it was a digital clip or something, um, between uh, Rey Mysterios and Santos Escobar, where he's pretty much uh, telling him, you know, he's the future of wrestling and, you know, they're bonding over, you know, the shared mask experience and everything. That was really nice. I liked that. Then afterwards, um, he is uh, doing an interview, Rey Mysterio, and he's interrupted by Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross says, he mocks him for being like a bad dad and then says that it's actually Scarlett's opinion that he's a bad dad and he gets in his face and just tells him to do something about it. And there really isn't anything different. This is so boring. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of Cross. I love Rey Mysterio. He's a freaking icon. Mysterio doesn't wrong, no wrong in my eyes, but this feud is probably the most dull thing going on on SmackDown right now. No one cares. It's taking too long. Um, it's the same thing over and over again. Um, I'm not interested. This is the one that I can't, I can't get interested in it at all. Um, and I feel like it's hurting. It's hurting both sides here. It's hurting both sides. Like we got to, they got to spice things up, man. Um, spice things up or fast forward this feud because this has been going on for, I feel like a couple months now, a couple weeks, however much time, but I'm completely and overly done with it. Um, I'm sorry, this ain't for me. RS sends in a super chat saying, Denise, you should turn your watch along to a watch and drink along, get drunk with Salcedo and enjoy the chamber. All right. So a lot of you guys may not know this about me, or maybe some of you guys do, but I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I'm, uh, I'm a straight edge. <laughs> Look at me. I'm going to get a straight edge belly tattoo. Um, no, for reals. I don't, I don't drink. I really, I really don't. It's never been for me. Uh, I did try it once and I didn't like it. I didn't like how it made me feel. I hated it. Uh, and I felt horrible about myself and I like hated myself for it. Um, uh, but that was years. Oh my God. I was like over a decade ago. Um, so yeah, definitely not a drinker. 
And then I've never smoked a cigarette or anything in my entire life. I know people would probably think, oh, you're in California. You probably smoke a bunch of weed. No. Um, I know I always look tired and sleepy. I swear I'm not high. <laughs> I just, why am I saying all this? Someone stop me. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty freaking square when it comes to all of this. But um, who knows? I'll come on here and, uh, you know, drink some water. Who knows? Uh, RS. RS just got me to tell the whole world that I'm a square. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's press on from here. Uh, Mike SS Trade Edge Salcedo. I remember, like, because I was a big CM. I'm, I've always been a big CM Punk fan. And I remember when I, like, you know, discovered them and I learned what straight edge was because of CM Punk. And I was already not planning on doing any of that stuff because my mom would kick my ass. She would kick my ass so hard. And so, um, like, I remember when CM Punk was talking about being straight edge and being better than everybody. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm straight edge too. I'm better than everybody. <laughs> like, that's what like teenage me was thinking at the time. And my friends, like they would always make fun of me always they would be like Denise smoke because they would my friends I don't know what the hell they were doing with cigarettes at the time but you guys know in middle school and high school kids they get a hold of this stuff and so you got I remember I had friends that were like drinking 40s and um my friends were smoking at the park and all of this uh, stuff was happening around me and I remember always being bullied for this people would say like stop listening to your mom denise your mom's not gonna find out denise you're stop listening to your mom and i felt like such a loser and then i would go home and tell my mom mom i was asked to smoke cigarettes today <laughs> so um anyways that's my story but not he neither here nor there uh listen to your mom folks listen to your mom um but my mom had this thing and maybe if you're a parent you can probably steal this and tell this to your kids because it worked for me but my mom had this thing where she would tell me, Denise, a mother always knows. A mother always knows what you're doing. And I'm like, I believed this. I truly believed that if I did something bad, my mom would instantly know about it. And so she did a really good job at fooling me. So, hey, if you're having your parents, maybe just tell your kid that. You know exactly what they're doing. Um, but there we go. Uh, let's press on from here. Um, let's get into, um, what was it after this? Asuka versus Liv Morgan. So this was a pretty fun little matchup here. Uh, this was a nice, we had a really nice uh, stri a strike exchange between Asuka and Liv that I really enjoyed. Uh, Asuka gets the win here. And this pretty much just led to Carmella, uh, Nikki, Raquel, and pretty much everybody that's going to be in the chamber, uh, the women's chamber, get involved and fight and this and that. We had Carmella on commentary. Um, this was neither here nor there, but we did get everybody, you know, on the show heading into Elimination Chamber. We had Gunther versus Madcap. Moss for the Intercontinental Championship and this unfortunately didn't really hit home like this didn't really hit for me guys I love Gunther and I love every match that he's been in so far I didn't really love this one because Madcap Moss hasn't been presented on this show as somebody that he he's been presented more along the lines of this is not a guy that you really take seriously and don't blame me for this blame them because this is the booking of this you know prior to all of this what we mainly had with madcap moss was the hokey stuff that he was doing with baron corbin for like the longest time and then you know lately we've been seeing like a newer side of madcap moss but it's not like this has been going on for a long time we're just starting to see this new side of madcap moss so i still cannot take madcap moss seriously enough to actually think he has a chance against gunther um, they're just presented on two different levels. And so whenever he did get a little bit more offense in this match than I thought that he kind of should, I actually thought Gunther should have just like absolutely killed him and killed him fast. Sorry, but that's what I feel that that's the level of presentation that they've done with Madcap Moss. Um, and I still, I've said this before, but they need to change the name. If they're going to want us to take Madcap Moss seriously, they need to change the name. I cannot get behind Madcap Moss under this name. Um, they need to change it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't get into it. I can't get in. I can't take Madcap Moss seriously with this name but and i do think he has so much potential he has such a great look um i'm ready to be a madcap moss fan just with a different name um and i just want to see him maybe do a little bit more before we get him you know actually taking him seriously and thinking that he could defeat gunther for the intercontinental championship gunther wins 
surprise, surprise, Gunther wins. But the thing we need to talk about in regards to SmackDown is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn comes out and, you know, he's in his hometown, Montreal, and he gets his massive pop, his old music back, all of it. He comes out, he's getting Olay chance, Sammy chance, you deserve a chance, all the chance in the world. This lasts several minutes, okay? Several minutes of just Sammy being adored by the people. That's what this was, just Sammy being adored. He couldn't get a word in because everybody was going crazy. I loved this. This was so nice to see. I mentioned this earlier, but Sammy, Sammy Zayn deserves this. He deserves this appreciation for everything he's done with the bloodline, with Roman Reigns, for getting himself over. For I, let me explain this because I need to rewind a little bit because I have, just to give you guys an example, I don't often buy t-shirts it's kind of, I have to really like somebody or really like the t-shirt to actually buy it. I bought a couple of Sami Zayn t-shirts because of this. I was so freaking interested in this storyline. I had to get myself a t-shirt. Now that may not mean anything to anybody, but it's not often that I go out of my way to go get a t-shirt unless it comes to me for free. Um, but it, it just a little... Sami Zayn from everything from the storytelling to the facial expressions to just the way he got over to the fact that we're going into this match with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and there is a huge conversation surrounding whether or not that position that spot should be going to Sami Zayn think about this guys Cody Rhodes who literally came from AEW, jumped to WWE, has been talking about this moment, becoming WWE champion, um, getting over with the people, winning the Royal Rumble. And there is a big conversation as to whether or not that should be Sami Zayn. And so that to me deserves a lot of credit to Sami for everything that he has done. Uh, Roman Reigns here, you know, being the, the, the undisputed universal champion and having somebody like Sami that was um, able to add a lot to his reign, add a lot to his story, because there wasn't really many people that we were saying, oh, you know, this person should have a great, will have a great program with Roman Reigns. No, no, no. There really wasn't too many people like that. And they were able to do so much and take up so much of this, uh, this time period with the bloodline storyline. And that to me deserves a lot of credit. Now, again, Sami Zayn's going into like what they've been saying, the biggest match of his career against Roman Reigns, Elimination Chamber. It's going to be huge, guys. It's going to be freaking huge. Like I've said this multiple times, but it really does have that big fight feel. I'm ready for it. We do hear Sami Zayn speak French at one point. I don't even know what he's saying, but it sounded freaking great. Um, usually I can translate for everybody here, um, but this time I cannot because I can't speak a lick of French. I have no idea, uh, but uh, this was freaking great, man. Just seeing Sami Zayn get his moment, it was well-deserved. You know, he was out there crying. I kind of showed the pictures a little bit earlier, but just in case for those of you guys who missed it, here's a bunch of screenshots of Sami Zayn because I took like a bunch. I know. Um, let's see what else we got here. But we actually have a couple of super chats. Um, let's see what we got. This is from Heidi Ho. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho, who says Roman versus Sammy is going to be Canada's 13th reason. <laughs> thank you, Heidi Ho. Um, Hang Tight Promotion says he said this is my fucking house in French. Did it really? Is that what he said? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, that's awesome. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. Um, we actually have another super chat. This one's from Brandon Roseanne. Thanks so much to Brandon, who says, Sammy will get his WrestleMania moment with him when him and Kevin Owens beat the Usos. That's truly the appropriate ending to Sammy's story. He'll be fine. See, here's the thing, Brandon. Like, I get this. This is the most realistic option. This is like the most realistic thing that we can expect from this. Appropriate ending, though. Appropriate ending is debatable. That's a debatable. I think some people might disagree, um, but it does feel like the most realistic option and the most realistic way in which they're going with this story. But I swear to God, if tomorrow we get like complete surprise and Sami Zayn defeats Roman Reigns, holy cow, that's going to be, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for the super chat as well. Alrighty, everyone. That is it for today. 
That was AEW Rampage and SmackDown for February 17th. Um, for those of you who do not know, I am live here on Tuesdays for NXT, Wednesdays for AEW Dynamite, my most popular show of the week, and then Fridays, uh, the most chill night, SmackDown and Rampage. Uh, if you guys love these shows or like these shows, please let me know. Tweet me, uh, leave a comment, hit the like button, whatever helps. Um, any and all support helps to really just kind of keep the word going and spreading about the show and whatnot. So I appreciate you guys each and every single time for being here. Again, tomorrow my watch along is happening on my YouTube channel. Um, and damn it, I thought I had the freaking no okay here we go I have the graphic okay I paid for this graphic so I might as well get get some use out of it um so tomorrow uh youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo I'm gonna be starting the stream 10 minutes before the actual broadcast uh so come on in it'll be a good time we're just gonna be hanging out reacting uh it will be a little bit different than this show but it'll pretty much just be like a hangout so youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo Make sure to be there. Um, we got a couple of super chats to get into, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, we actually have one from Dante NYC who says, I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H calls an audible. Probably not, but what if? See, here's the thing is that if this was any other crowd, then, you know, who knows, right? Who knows if this was any other crowd? But we already know what to expect from this specific crowd. It's not like they're going into the match thinking, oh, is the crowd going to cheer for Sami Zayn? No, they already know what the crowd reaction is going to be. So I don't expect there to be any sort of like audible because again, they already know what the crowd reaction is going to be. So I don't know. Uh, but thank you so much to uh, Dante NYC. Uh, Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Sheldon who says, I'm thinking Sammy gets beat down. Kevin Owens saves him. And then maybe they hug it out. Um, either way, I think you do got to send the fans home happy. And the best way to do that is by having Kevin Owens go out there. And, you know, whatever the end result is, if he's getting beat down or whatever, or if, you know, he just, once he loses to Roman Reigns, if afterwards, you know, he's laying there. And then he stands up, gets a standing ovation or whatever. And maybe Kevin Owens comes out, I don't know, and they have a moment. Uh, there's got to be a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn moment in there. If, um, you know, he loses to Roman Reigns, you got to send the crowd home happy. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon for also sending in that super chat. Um, okay. I'm all caught up now. So thank you guys so much to everybody. I appreciate you all for being here. And again, I will see you tomorrow on the watch along youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And do not forget to subscribe to F4W online. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you so much.